Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you think innovation is something that's never been done before and never been seen before, you're doing it all wrong. In fact, you are inviting potential investors, advisors, team members, collaborators into a field filled with red flags. Why am I saying that? All right, well, let's imagine you're a client and you come to me and you say, hey, Kate, I need help with brand strategy and go-to-market strategy and, and probably a creative direction campaign and marketing and all these other things. Anyways, I'm creating a company that's never been done before, all right? I'm solving this thing that no one's ever solved before. Let's break for a minute. First question I'll ask you, why is the problem that you are solving, that you're creating this never-before-done solution to, why is the problem a problem? And if no one's ever created a solution to it, like you said, are people even struggling with that problem? Do they even need a solution from you or anyone else? So what innovation in today's world looks like is the marriage between familiarity and novelty. And the way that you do that is let's take a problem right? Let's take, I'm going to use a, an example from, from Heine, uh, was it Heine? No, Beck's beer that was created in Brazil. Let's say the problem is that people over 70 can't appreciate alcohol because your taste buds change. When you get to that age, things taste more bitter. That's a real thing. That's not me making it up. <laughs> Um, that's the problem, right? Then you look at what existing solutions have other alcohol companies come up with to solve that problem. This is a scientific, biological problem. How are our competitors solving it? Do they have like alcohol lines or collections or beverages catered specifically to people over 70? Do they do something formulaically that like makes it appealing to everyone? Do they have a specific taste that they cater to in general? Like how, how are they, how are they doing it right now? And the innovation happens when you look at the existing solutions to that problem and you think, well, how can we improve upon the existing solutions? That's where the innovation happens in today's world. So in this particular case, Bex was like, well, we're going to create a 
collection of beers specifically catering to the taste buds of people over 70. Because for them, beer tastes bitter. So we're going to make it just for them. But we're not going to make them feel like old and gross because they're changing and growing older. We're not going to be like, like other brands contributing to those aging and beauty standards. We're going to market it like a really cool club. And we're going to make a commercial that does a spinoff off the super bad scene where, oh God, I think it's one of the characters goes into like a deli or a, 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 a bodega. The commercial is really cool for, the, for the, actually this campaign. Just slight tangent. Um, so that's how they innovated that. They created a product specifically for a, a specific group of people that have a different biological way of consuming alcohol and enjoying rather alcohol than younger people. But instead of making them feel gross about it, like other brands would, they decided to make aging cool as fuck and badass. And the commercial even like the cashier cards these older people to make sure that they are in fact over 70. They don't let anybody under 70 get this beer in the commercial. So it's like clever. That's innovation. So it's an improvement upon an existing solution to the bigger problem. Another example. Let's, if, if, let's go from the liquor category to the oral care wellness category. And let's look at a brand called Twice. If you've listened to episode 112 of this podcast, you've heard me talk about this brand. I actually interviewed their co-founder, Cody Levine. But I'm a huge fan of Twice. It's a oral, well, oral care wellness company co-founded by Lenny Kravitz, who is their chief creative officer. And the company was founded in 2018. A couple years ago, they rebranded. And when 2018, their packaging was like every other toothpaste company. And they were doing all right. They had credible experts. You know, the two Levine brothers that co-founded the brand with Lenny Kravitz, their dad is a dentist. They come from a dental family. You know, they're very familiar with this world. Great, they've got experts. They've got the knowledge, the formula, all of that still didn't quite resonate with the consumer the same way though, until they rebranded and they chose to do all of their packaging in yellow. Still the same holistic approach to toothpaste, still great for sensitive teeth and does all the things that it's supposed to do, but they innovated by taking a negative color in the oral care industry and blasting it all over their packaging. You literally cannot miss them on the shelf because when you look at the shelf, you'll look at blue, white, red, blue, 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 yellow, 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 and that's how you know it's twice. So that's a form of innovation. We're all familiar with, with toothpaste, but it feels like it's never been done before because it's taking a branding approach and a marketing approach that is not being currently done by other companies. However, the reason that choice was made was because they realized it could actually help them stand out from other brands that are trying to solve the same problem, which has become a staple 
part of people's morning routine and oral care wellness and health. So they did something that a lot of brands in the toothpaste category choose not to do, which is create a lifestyle brand as opposed to just a functional product. Innovation. So innovation can take a lot of different forms. It doesn't have to take a formulaic innovation approach. Um, It can take a packaging approach. It can take a usability, key part of the usability experience and improve upon that. Another example... I'm thinking of this. So this is like right in my frontal lobe because I just got this in the mail. Um, Urban Decay so kindly sent me some of their new eyeliners. And at first I was like, eyeliners, like, come on. We've seen thousands of iterations on eyeliner in society since ancient Egypt. We're so fucking familiar with eyeliners. What else can you do with them, right? But when I opened the box, I was really impressed because they took the insight That liquid liner is messy and it's hard to use. And that reminded me of a conversation with a friend of mine who's a professional makeup artist who made a TikTok video telling people like, hey, if you're a beginner to eyeliner, don't go the liquid route. That's, we're going to work our way up to that. So it's true. Liquid liner is messy and people that want to do something really quick, trying to get out the door, are in a hurry, or just learn like not makeup enthusiasts or not professionals. They're just trying to use whatever they can get their hands on. They're not maybe trying to use liquid liner because they don't have the time because it's so messy. So how can we improve upon that experience that other competitors haven't really done as well? And this is where the genius comes in. They decided to create an ergonomic grip on the packaging that kind of like increases stability in the movement. You're able to grip on really tightly. Your fingers aren't sliding around. It really holds the fingers really well. And then you're able to to stably draw. Which then eliminates not only the messiness problem, but it engages people who were afraid to try liquid liner because it's messy, because they, they're your fingers are slipping, because it's hard to use. Moreover, and I don't know if they thought about this, but I really fucking hope they did. Because Rare Beauty was a perfect case study for why this would work. So, if you don't know, Selena Gomez has lupus, which has made um, opening packaging, especially beauty packaging, a little bit more difficult for her. So when they designed the packaging for Rare Beauty products, they designed it with her in mind. And to accommodate her autoimmune disease and chronic illness, that makes it difficult to open packaging. And I thought of that when I saw the Urban Decay liners because I was like, I bet... It would also really help people who have autoimmune disorders or invisible disabilities that affect their ability to hold something or twist something or just keep their fingers stable on the pencil or the pen in this case. So I thought that was really, really, really brilliant and a nice touch. And hopefully they'll incorporate that in the marketing, that story 
of engaging users and makeup artists and enthusiasts who do have chronic illnesses to use this product because that would be absolutely brilliant if they did that. Urban Decay, if you're listening, fucking do it. Um, <laughs> and then the other part that was very innovative in my opinion was there's the insight that a lot of makeup companies will oftentimes keep their packaging the same for the same product. Makeup by Mario loves to do this with his eyeshadow palettes. I don't know what colors are in there. I have to open every single one. So I label them with tape and I put like the name of the color um, or color scheme on the palette. So in like a marker so that I know before I open it. So I don't open all of them trying to find a specific shade. The reason they do that is because they think it keeps everything uniform and sleek and sexy. What I really think is that they don't really give that big of a fuck about the people using this product because nobody has time to open 500 different palettes to find the one that they're looking for. So you have to find a creative way to differentiate while still keeping your brand identity intact, right? And I thought it was really smart what Urban Decay did. When I first opened the liners, I was like, oh, they're all the same. It's all the same packaging. Fuck, how am I going to know which color is which? And I thought maybe they would change the tops of the caps, but I knew that that might make the packaging look a little cheaper, especially with neon colors. It can kind of cheapen the value, the, the perceived value of packaging. Those colors are just perceived to be cheaper. Um, which, by the way, tangent is also why the... There's a specific Louis Vuitton collection. I think it's the holographic bags, the oil spill-esque bags um, that had a really, really low resale value um, because I'm sure now that's changed, obviously, because RIP Virgil. But before, when he was still alive, they had a really low resale value because in general, psychologically, neon is not be perceived as an expensive color scheme. So anyway, and Urban Decay is like quite, it's not cheap, basically. Um, so they, I guess they didn't do it because of that. So I was like, fuck, how do I know which color is which? But when you look on the pen, especially towards the tail end, they have written the copy that's on the pen in the color that's inside. So if the liner shade is yellow the entire copy on the packaging is written in yellow. If it's teal, it's in teal. If it's white, it's in white. If it's black, it's in black. And I thought that was really smart. It's a small, small touch, but they thought about, and I know how many iterations they must have gone through to think about how can we make it easy for somebody to differentiate these colors without having to open every single one on set and wait for them to dry out basically, which is what would happen. Or if they're rushing, maybe they don't, they don't have time to like open every single one. They want to find a specific color. So it shows that they really thought about how people use things and what their pet peeves are about around the current experiences that other brands eyeliners provide. It's just really smart. So innovation, true innovation when somebody says, this has never been done before, nobody's ever seen it before, it's a red flag for me because one, I, I genuinely, now I'm struggling to believe that you really looked into whether the problem is the problem, whether you did market research. And the other reason that it's a red flag is because it shows to me that what you want is credit for an idea, for successfully executing an idea that's never been done before. You're not thinking about 
what do people need and how can I help them? You're thinking about what will make me famous and cool and powerful and rich, right? Which is fine. But, you know, evidence does show when you look at the most successful brands in the world, no matter how big or small, whether it's, you know, Amazon or if it's twice, they all started with a deep desire to help people. So that's innovation. It's being able to marry familiarity with novelty, look at an existing problem, find competitors and verify that you do indeed have people that are looking for solutions to that problem. And then you examine the current solutions to see what you can improve upon. And that's where the innovation lies in today's world. Thank you so much for taking this show to 16,000 plus streams in just a short period of time. I am forever grateful. Our next goal for Kindly Gifted is to dominate these motherfucking charts. And for that, I need your help. If you could do me a quick favor and click follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening on and drop a quick rating of what you think of the show, that would greatly help us climb the charts because transparently speaking, that's the only way that we can do it. I need you to click follow, click subscribe, and again, drop a quick rating of what you think of the show. And let's get us to number one. Thank you again so much and tune into the episode. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.